always come over. Yeah. I don't know what I have to do for the house right now. I don't know what. I don't have my ducks in a row. Fair. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the podcast World Order. This is the WrestleCast, and it's a two-man power trip tonight. As always, I'm your host, Matt. And with me, of course, you know him, you love him. It's Ryan Alvarez. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something about a two-man power trip just gets me really excited. Uh, we have some fun with these. We have a lot of fun with these. Yeah, I also think you know, they're a little bit, you know, not that we don't like having three and four-plus people on here. Two people, it's a lot, it's a lot, you know, it's a lot of focus, you know? It's intimate. Yeah. It's almost like it's PWO Dark. Nah. PWO Dark is a segment we will never have, we will never bring up again, because Lord knows those episodes should never be watched by anyone. Yeah, you guys just missed Pat. Uh, we we almost got kicked off of Facebook, so. Already, yeah. Really. With, that, with that being said, I know there's a lot going on in the world of wrestling right now. Let's roll. Uh, so let's start right off with our news here, okay? We have uh, some Hall inductees. Uh, mm-hmm. Molly Holly was added last week. I don't believe we got a chance to address that when she was mm-hmm. added on the bump. Uh, the great Kali was announced uh, by WWE India that he's going to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. And uh, yesterday morning, The Undertaker told Kane he was going to be inducted in the Hall of Fame. And I got to tell you, that one really got me. Uh, you just tell it was very real. Yeah, um, it was it was definitely. I think I think for Kane, um, he he's a he's a very humble person, and you can tell that with just his mayoral cam- campaign and what he does in office, regardless of you know where you stand politically. And you know he 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 does a lot of things because he wants to, not because he's trying to give votes. Um, but right. all that aside, this is a great. The, the, this is the most deserving one. I think um, the great Kali definitely, I think, paved the way for Indian superstars um, to come through WWE. Um, I mean, he was such an imposing force. Um, yeah. We rag on him a lot just because I know mm-hmm. his in-ring work was not, he can't you know, wrestle. it's not AJ Styles in ring, you know, but at the same mm-hmm. time. For that um, man's just sheer size, you know. I can only imagine what walking feels like for him. I, I imagine there's gotta be yeah. and there's gotta be a whole lot of joints. Yeah, I remember. I remember the first time he came on TV. Um, he manhandled the he manhandled the Undertaker, and yeah. I don't think we had really seen anything like that for years and years. I think the last time would 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 be uh, would be a Giant Gonzalez. Before the WrestleMania Nine match, and that's what I was gonna say. Yeah, um, but just an imposing force, um, a trendsetter, regardless of what he did in in ring, also deserving. Um, a little bit more Hall of Fame news here. Uh, Batista clarified uh, his current status, and a lot of people were noticing that he was pulled from the Hall of Fame ceremony this year. Batista came out and said, you know, unfortunately there is a, a huge scheduling conflict that he is not able to adjust. 
um, but he's very much so looking forward to being inducted into the Hall of Fame uh, with the people, with the fans. He wants uh, to show his respect to the fans. That was a big thing that he really was talking about as well. So, um, and Sabu was on a podcast recently, said that RVD is going to be inducted in the Hall of Fame as well, uh, but there's nothing, I think, uh, in concrete on that yet. Um, okay. In fact, I want to tell you, he recently came out and said that the Hall of Fame is the fakest. I, I, I remember seeing that as a headline and just going like, okay. <laughs> I mean, there's not much really you, you can say to, it, to its validity um, because, I mean, at the end of the day, it is, it is professional wrestling and people get upset when they say it's fake and, you know, it, it's very real and it is predetermined. So yeah. for a WWE Hall of Fame, and this might be a this might be another episode kind of thing. Um, definitely some varying opinions on some people that are in there now that don't deserve to be, and vice versa, and people that will never be in there because of things that have happened outside of the ring. So um, I'd really like to run the ropes about that sometime. I would love to run the ropes about that sometime. Mm. Uh, up next, so Blanchard has been spotted trading with Sasha Banks and Bailey recently. Uh, maybe a little subtle nod here of where this direction is leading us. Um, I think a lot of us kind of predicted she was WWE bound. Yeah, she's a star. Her last name, it, even if you don't know who, even if you don't know who she is, you, just hearing Blanchard the last name Blanchard. Exactly. Yeah. And even if she was in AEW, like it would still be as as recognizable. Um, I've been I've been really kicking the tires on this, and it just seems like this is gearing for a post mania Monday Night Raw big debut, and it's screaming everything because well, if we are gonna push her right to the moon, like I think we uh, yeah we're both kind of thinking that right to the moon, to the moon. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah. Then to me, that screams Asuka has to retain and then drop the belt to Tessa. Which would not be a good look for Rhea Ripley losing two straight WrestleMania women's uh, title matches in a row. Don't care. <laughs> well, I think and we've touched Kelly on this a little bit. On this one. I don't care. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think we've touched on this a couple of times. Once she lost to Charlotte last, last year and she lost her momentum, it was just never the same with her. I, I would like to see her find some semblance of a character. Um, yeah. I don't mean that. Like I, I don't want her being Abaddon or Rosemary or I'm trying mm -hmm. to think of over-the-top gimmicks here. I just mean, like, who is she? She's she, a, a tough woman, and I can respect that, but why should I care about you? I have no reason to care about you. And that's and that's the problem with with the women's division with WWE, I think, in general at the moment is – you're struggling to find a reason to care about these characters that they're putting on, on screen. Um, I mean, that's, that's why we have so many recycled matches every month, every, every like three pay-per-views, you know, it's just the same, it's the same match. So um, a little bit of character, you know, would be nice. Um, I would love for them to take a page out of AEW's book. Um, I know they won't, but um, even if it's just like on an episode of The Bump or 
an episode of like Talking Smack or Raw Talk or you're know, Talking Raw or whatever it is, um, just to like, hey, here's this person, you know, and then do like a two minute promo or like a ninety second vin- vignette or something, you know, just tell us who you are, you know, why we care. I will say, and I'm gonna circle back out here to Tessa Blanchard. Mm-hmm. Uh, there is now a part of me and and maybe now i'm getting greedy because nah. we, and, and we'll talk about this more uh when we get to aew but man i love the pinnacle and how great would it be for telly to introduce his daughter as the women's uh representative and, yeah oh she fits the mold too like she would fit that group real well she really would um so, I don't know. I, I definitely think this screams WWE. At the same time, um, and, and just to throw some doubt on this, because I think maybe we need to have some little push in the brakes here, pumping the brakes is the better term here. Um, <laughs> you know, she was in the Mae Young Classic. She does have friends in WWE, so it wouldn't surprise me. I mean, she was dating Ricochet for a while there. Um, yeah. If, you know, she is friends with Sasha and Bailey outside of just the companies, you know? Oh, yeah. It's so, definitely possible. Could just be us overthinking, but definitely something to, to notice. Mm-hmm. Um, and maybe also this means maybe she's not going to be Raw, but maybe she's a SmackDown wrestler. Maybe she'll come <sighs> and take out Sasha Banks. Give her a little feud before she goes after. Yeah. Well... Tessa also doesn't have to come on and be a and be a heel. Now, does she work better as a heel? Absolutely. But she can also come right on the scene and be either or. Um, so it'll be very in- interesting to see if the uh, Bailey Photoshop means anything or what comes of it. I got you. Uh, let's go now to the Ring of Honor anniversary show. We had a top star pulled from the show due to injury. Mm-hmm. And that is the ROH World Tag Team Champion and World Television Champion Dragon Lee. He's been pulled from the show. Uh, he suffered a ruptured eardrum, which is preventing him from traveling at the moment. Uh, he's going to need surgery to repair it. Now, here's where this is get, gets interesting, because this isn't just a typical uh, you know, card subject to change. The titles will still be defended mm-hmm. uh, at the show. He was scheduled to defend the TV title against Tracy Williams, but his partner, Kenny King, now will now defend the belts against uh, Tracy Williams. So if Tracy mm-hmm. Williams beats Kenny King, Tracy Williams is the TV champion. Mm-hmm. Um, and then he was also scheduled to team with Kenny King to defend the world tag team titles against uh, Williams and Rhett Titus. Uh, but now with him being out, Bestia Del Ring is going to team with Ten- uh, Teddy, Kenny King to defend the titles as well. So similar situation, if they lose, they are losing the tag titles. Daddy Rush, I love it. Um, I don't want to get too much into this because we do have a uh, Ring of Honor 19th anniversary show, prediction show, coming uh, tonight, right after the show. Yeah, Um, we got to record that. But this changes, I think, the way that potentially the television championship match would have been booked. uh, it, it's it's so tough when you kind of double dip like this on your shows. Yeah. Um, 
I, I, I have nothing against it because if you're using your talent appropriately, um, for example, you had Kurt Angle when he was in TNA, um, you know, wrestled three times in one night. Um, he was the tag team champion. Um, once he was the world champion and then wrestled Matt, Matt Morgan or Sting at the end of the night. I don't know. But um, I want to tell you, yeah, but Sting. Yeah, because he was tag team partners with Sting, if I remember correctly. Yes. No, no, no. Um, he defended against um, Joe. Yeah. But either way, either way, when you pick the right guys to. Yeah. Yeah. When when you pick the right guys to double dip, it's fine. Um, but then when a situation like this comes up, now you're kind of you you've got your hands tied a little bit and so um more to come on the prediction show, y'all. I'm not giving anything away. Definitely. But you know what I do want you to give away? What? Go ahead and give away how NWA went this week. You know what? Before NWA, I'm going to jump into MLW. It's not going to be a long review here. Um, only two things I want to touch on. Um, I love me some Calvin Tankman. He is absolutely outstanding. Um, I think I think he's one of your top guys at the moment. Um, um, but just a very underwhelming episode of Fusion. Um, you know, Opening match was fine. You had two squash matches in the middle. Um, and then the main event was a chain rope match. Um, you had you had the Von Erics go over Violences Forever, which would be Kevin Koo and, and Dominic Garini. Um, it, it, it just seemed like um, the booking wasn't there, but they do have a pay-per-view-esque show coming up here around the corner, Never Say Never. So um, that might be the time to get them the win. Um, but to NWA, um, Camille beat up, beat up a jobber. Velvet Sky was on commentary. Hmm. Um, yeah. Um, yeah. So she, she didn't really specify to whether she was going to get back in ring or not, but she's enjoying where she's at was all that she said. Hmm. Um, um, finally figured out why Austin Idol was was at back for the attack and his new client is tyrus so unfortunately as bad as tyrus uh looked at back for the attack um it looks like he is staying around for at least the foreseeable future um thun- we, we did get a thunder rosa appearance um came out said she wanted another shot at the title even though she lost to camille in the number one contenders match, um, we get a Molina sighting. Very exciting um, with all of her WWE rumors. Um, um, she comes out and offers Thunder Rosa her services, but declines. So probably going to get some some of that down the line. And then your main event, which was great. It was a six-man tag where you had Nick Aldis, Tom Lattimore, and Chris Adonis go over J.R. Kratos. Uh, Aaron Stevens and the Pope. Um, I am thoroughly enjoying NWA. Gotta love the Pope. He, I, I, I think he shocked a lot of people at back for the attack. Um, uh, being an older guy, being around for a while, 
I think nobody really expected him to perform at the high level, um, you know, that he is accustomed to. Um, however, I am very excited. I'm, I'm more excited for NWA um, as opposed to MLW at the moment, which also worries me now that NXT is moving to Tuesdays <laughs> because well, now we'll have... <laughs> is it locked in official that... Yeah. Uh, so WWE has made the announcement? Um, I don't think it's been like an actual announcement, um, but everybody and their mother is penciling it in. Um, I think it's a foregone conclusion. It would be the safe bet for them to get the ratings that they're looking for. Um, I mean, everybody from Sean Ross Sapp to Brian Alvarez, to Dave Meltzer, everybody's got them penciled in for Tuesday's post-mania. Um, so, uh, I mean, e even if they don't, um, breaking news is a good seg segue into some more news. Impact is moving back to Thursdays after, uh, well, no, starting April 8th. So it is right before WrestleMania weekend. Um, and for, see uh, their head to head. Yeah. And I'm. Yeah, if and and see, I feel like if the NXT thing was a real thing, then this would have been the appropriate move to move back to their original night, to you know, to at least retain some of their some of their viewers. Um, so yeah, I'm, uh, I'm I'm gonna say it's a real thing, right. and and I. And so we'll have Raw on Mondays. Well, as far as the main shows go, we'll have Raw on Mondays, NXT on Tuesdays, AEW Wednesday, Impact Thursday, SmackDown Friday. But then in between that, you have Dark on Mondays. Oh, no, you have Elevation, Elevation. on Mondays. Dark, Dark on and Tuesdays. NWA on Tuesday. Nothing else competing with AEW on Wednesday. So yeah, the expectation uh, well, yeah. MLW now, is right before it. Yeah. So no real competition there, um, and then Thursdays you'll have you'll have Impact, and Fridays will be SmackDown. So um, there's really no excuse for there's no excuse for AEW to not pull a solid mill every week. Um, now I don't think they're gonna. I don't think they're going to every week. Um, I I almost want to tell you, I don't know if we've grown the audience. That might be a harsh thing to say, but I, I'm, I'm not sure if we have. You know, it's very interesting you say that because, you know, not everybody is into the hardcore deathmatch, um, flippy floppy, you know, wrestling. So um, if you're a casual wrestling fan and you flip to it on a, on a Wednesday and say you watched two weeks ago, um, St. Patrick's Day Slam, and you see Thunder Rosa throwing Dr. Britt Baker onto you know, thumb, onto thumbtacks as blood is pouring down her face, and that's not your thing. You're not going to stick around. No. Um, so I so I think that's a big kind of hurdle for them, and I I know that you know people have come out and say, oh, you know, AEW is not competing with anyone. Um, but I think this is a, 
I think this is a great opportunity, though, even if that is true, for them to kind of step up and kind of show that they are the superior brand, if you if you can call it that, and kind of put themselves out there. Yeah, I tell you, as great as our reporting is, got to tell you, my dishwasher just turned on for the first time after like a week of not working. It's the little things in life. <laughs> Sorry, y'all. I'm, I'm recording from my kitchen. And I just, it would happen right after I bought paper plates. But now I'm, now I'm being silly. I apologize. Um, <laughs> my bad. All right. Let's now take a quick look at impact that happened on Tuesday. Um, I gotta tell you. This, um, I don't know. I didn't think it was a great show. All right. Uh, coming out right off the top here. Uh, <laughs> on the, uh, before the impact, Tasha Steeles defeated Alyssa, Alicia. Um, on their, their impact pre-show. It's weird to me that impact has a pre-show every Tuesday. <laughs> Yeah, I think it, um, the perks it, of your was, company also owning the network. Yeah, um, maybe just trim it to a half hour. I feel like we're just spinning wheels with that first half hour. Honestly, if you if you want to give us a match before the show, totally fine. But you know, let's you know cut it short, just a little bit. Maybe a little picture picture. Yeah. Um, Diana Peraza defeated Jazz. I believe this just was a straight-up match. I don't think this was a title match by any means. Correct. Um, yeah, they announced it as a non-title match. And, uh, of course, shenanigans with Susan. Uh, <laughs> Susan Dexter with her shoe. This this segment, this little spot here looked really awkward to me. Um, but, you know, Diana going over Jazz here. I still think this is probably going to be your title match uh, at the next show. But... Uh, it's hard. To, it's hard to argue that when you just lost a singles match. But you know, as we have both gone back and forth here on this show, there's nobody left. Nope. There's no one. Um. Next up, we get a little vignette for Swingers Palace. This was hilarious. Oh. This made me laugh really hard. Um, I think. I think you meant to say Dwight's Palace. <laughs> yeah. Good old D White. Yeah. Miss you, friend. Because we're. Hey, we're doing it for Dwight. Doing it for Dwight. Eric, I don't know if you still have that sound clip, but we should insert that somewhere in this show randomly. Now I'm just making things up as we go and putting everyone on the spot. Uh, Rohit Raju finds Alaba sleeping backstage because he doesn't have a house anymore. He's on hard times. Hard times, brother. Hard times, um, daddy. So... They they really okay. This guy's gonna be having a match later. I want you to go ahead and hit it now. Rohit gets the big win here, but man, the commentary is just raking Rohit over the uh over the coals here. Cause yo man, you could just as easily help this guy out. You have a top five selling shirt on Impact Plus. Why why don't you know? Why don't you just uplift your fellow wrestler? It's time wrestling gave back to to the people, and I'm sitting here like. Y'all don't know how capitalism works, do you? 
Yeah, you're also not wrong, but you're also not right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Also, well, nah, I guess that's breaking the meta. We've also, done... commentary is way better than anything we had before, so. It is. Now, I, I'm nitpicking, though, just because I thought this was, like, weird. Like, bah, you have money. But, I mean, I get it. Ace Austin versus TJP ends in a DQ, and TJP, wow. or not TJP, uh, well, TJP gets attacked by Madman Fulton to save Ace Austin. Josh Alexander comes out and makes the save with a chair. Uh, does not shake Ace Austin's, or uh, TJP's hand. We are getting a tag match next next week. Tag match next week. Wow. Um, I am not about TJP. We've said it on the show multiple times. Um, I don't understand why we can't let Ace Austin be a strong champion. He already went over and won the title. I would say relatively clean. Yeah, I would say clean. Um, so why is it now? What are we? Now two we weeks removed from from sacrifice? Three weeks? Something, Something like that. that. Now, now we just can't do it. Oh, just you know the great. Uh, the commentator was putting over TJP, uh, chasing after the belt is more yeah. dangerous than him as champion. Yeah. Okay. Um, which squirrel catches him nut too. Yeah. Sure. Mm. Um, we have a sit down interview with Matt Cardona. He essentially just says, look, we're just going to meet in the ring. We're going to settle this, and then we're going to move on with our lives because we need to. Because, mm-hmm. um, you know, that's that's appropriate. <laughs> we get the uh, the AEW commercial here, uh, also featuring Don Callis and Kenny Omega, but they walk out in the middle of it. Um, Good Brothers also <sighs> – Good Brothers confuse me this week. Really good. There's a lot going on, and I'm. I need clarity, I think, because we don't know who they are. Oh. And I think, and the reason I say that is because they're being spread a little thin. I you know, you have, you have them as one set of characters on being on being the elite you have one set of characters one way on impact one set of characters on dynamite and you know it it's very difficult you know to to do your normal shtick uh three different ways on three different shows agreed um but uh but the stuff with them this week Got me real confused because they they went to Kenny's door and no one answered and then they don't go in. They're like, well, what if they're pissed with us because we lost the belt? Which, fair. Mm -hmm. Um, And I'm just going to go ahead and give this away because it happens on AEW and we're still talking about the Good Brothers. But they're they're late to make the save on Kenny as well. Mm -hmm. Um, So are we going with the Good Brothers, our perpetual screw-ups? Is that what we're doing here? I would rather them not. I agree. I See, what I want for the Good Brothers is not what we're ever going to get. And it's just them occasionally being a tag team and being Kenny Omega's thug. thugs. Yeah. Yeah. And, I'd be and, that's, and, that, and that's their wheelhouse. Because not only are they in the back end of their career, um, 
I mean, obviously, Carl Anderson can still go. You know, um, Big LG has his, uh, you know, Diesel-esque moves, you know, X move, moves of doom. Um, but just stay in your lane. We don't need the extracurriculars and it, 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 it just seems weird to me is all just, just pick one gimmick and just stick to it. Well, we're going to stick with things being weird here. Cause then we get a promo uh, from Kenny Omega and Don Callis. And I think individually, if you look at their performances, it's fine. It's passable. Mm-hmm. Kenny Omega comes off a little manic, which mm-hmm. might be, I think the point. Mm-hmm. Um, but these guys did not mesh with each other on this one. Uh, yeah, the points they were getting across are all good points. Like mm-hmm. they they do the one thing I always ask for in promo when you're trying to set up a match and, and sell something, you put your opponent over. Mm-hmm. And I was like, he's great, he's fantastic. They're putting over Rich Swan, no matter how much I disagree with them, they're doing it, mm-hmm. um, and they're making it work. Um, they're really putting over the one winged angel. The biggest thing, which I think leads to you and I, our biggest concern that which one's going to kick out of one. Uh, but yeah, you know, uh, and I gotta tell you, there's one line here, and I'm, I'm gonna let you talk about this one here in a minute. But this is the one that uh-huh. got me Kenny Omega, bigger than Hackenschmidt, bigger than Gotch, bigger than Fez, bigger than Flair, bigger than Hogan, bigger than Moxley, and Kenny Omega has to get out there. Bigger than a bushy. Boom. There it is. By one little kernel. One little thing. You know, and to piggyback on that, it's like it's every now and again they'll throw these New Japan names out there, um, whether it's here, AEW. Yeah, it, them putting over the one winged angel is fine. You know, yeah, most definitely devastating. Yeah, and it's also at the moment the most the most protected. Yeah. Um, but it, and you know, I said it in in our group chat. I said I said this promo and the video package is making it seem like he's kicking out, and you know, you and you know, everyone's like, oh no, blasphemy, not gonna happen. Um, nah, then I'm he did it on this. Then they did it on AEW, where they where Excalibur said on commentary, and 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 this is and this is debatable, and it was shortly corrected. Um, Only one man is kicked out of it. Obviously, there's a little bit of discrepancy there, but aside from that, nobody is kicked out of the one winged angel, and they go out of their way to make a point on this. And my big thing is 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 Rich Swan the guy? We're really going to take Rich Swan, okay, when we have so many other things on the table, okay, and this is who we're going to have kicked out of the most protected finisher in all of professional wrestling. Maybe ever. Legitimately, maybe ever. I can't think of too many people who kicked out of a leg drop, but I feel like it did start to happen there in the uh, the closing years. Um, but – yeah. Man, I get it. You have to legitimize Swan to be in this match, to be in this moment. But he is just there to lose. I, yeah. I, mean, I mean, and he even goes on and 
we even get a Rich Swan promo late later in the night. You know, he's like, oh, yeah, the one we named was great. Oh, but I've got tricks up my my sleeve, too. And I'm like, they're yeah, really going to do this. My big thing was he was like, yeah, you pinned me. You beat me. But you know what? You take away everyone else in that match. And I had your number sometimes, too. Yeah. Maybe maybe the one-winged angel's good enough to beat me, but are you good enough to beat me at any other point? And it's like, he pinned you! you yeah. Know? Yeah, this, yeah. Outside of Rich Swan's promo, if you combine both of them, um, this is the hottest take of all hot, hot takes. Rich Swan's got like a 1% chance to win this thing. I'm telling you now, there's, there's a... You're more kind than I am. I know. It is a and, .000561. And this is just the optimist in me. And, you know, you step in, you step in the ring any day. You've got a fighting chance, you know. Um, <laughs> man with two fists and no chin. <laughs> yep. There you go. Um, but yeah, just just a weird um, hand handful of segments. Just you know, just strange. Yeah. Well, we get some more strange here. But first, the great thing, Violent by Design has an incredible vignette with Ryan. <sighs> yeah. And you said it uh, in the chat. How can someone not have anything for Eric Young to do? Yeah, it's very strange that we keep Eric Young on the shelf and don't push sanity. And, you know, everybody rags on impact from time to time because, and I'm guilty of it, saying that they do some TNA-esque things. You're you're telling me you can't have him come out and cut a promo every week for someone? This was the best promo he's done. And he cuts damn, damn good promos. All of these Violent by Design vignettes have just... Yeah. Yeah, just a big old chef, chef's kiss. You uh, don't have anything for him? <sighs> I'll never understand. I'll never understand. We get a little setup here for Fire and Flava versus uh, Havoc and Nevaeh in a non-title match next week. Good Lord, can we not have this match again? I don't want to say anything else on this. Knew it. Um, AC Baby versus Trey Miguel. Trey Miguel gets the win. Uh, Triple XL gets the ambush afterwards, but who comes to save Trey Miguel but Sammy Callahan? The draw. I feel like we've seen this before where he just fucks with people. <laughs> yeah, like it's like it's his character or something. Um, James Storm is going to have his 1,000th match in Impact next week versus Eric Young since they've been there from the beginning. I think that's a cool little spot there at the same time. I don't care. Yeah, <laughs> I, uh, me, but I just I, I hope and this is bad. Eric Young should win here. Oh no, that's not a listen. They're they're the hottest thing. They're one of the hottest things in 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 all of Impact right now. Eric Eric Young should go over. Uh, main event time: Carl Anderson defeats Eddie Edwards. Thank God. Um, and. After the match, Finn Juice shows up on the screen and they're taunting the Good Brothers for having to wait for their title match. This ended kind of awkwardly for me. It was kind of like, is something mm-hmm. else 
going to happen here? What are we doing? No? Okay. Yeah. It seemed like it seemed like this this episode of Impact um it was really good in spots and then they didn't know how to end their segments for the show. Yep. Very very putting my foot in my mouth. Very very TNA like. I was about to say from one end to the other. Let's talk <laughs> AEW now. Skipping uh, over NXT. No, we'll go to we'll end with NXT tonight. Oh, okay. I like that. Um, just because there's not a whole lot about NXT I particularly want to talk about, but there is one big thing I do. There's there's the one. Well, there's there's actually a couple things. Um, <laughs> shocker. Did <laughs> did anyone not see this coming? Kenny Omega defeated Matt Seidel in the opener. Because, mm-hmm. duh. Um, but I said it in the group also. Um, if there's anybody that can match Kenny Omega and, you know, bring at least a, a good to great match out of him, I I think I think it's Matt Seidel. And, th- and this match was enjoyable. Yeah. I don't know. Matt Seidel hasn't been doing it for me lately. Oh, um, yeah. And, brother. and, you know, and and this is just coming from a strictly athletic standpoint sure. where he's where he's very athletic in the ring. He's fast. Um, Kenny Omega's best matches. Omega. Yeah. 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 Um, Hangman Page defeated Cesar Bononi. To nobody's surprise. Yeah, to no one's surprise. Although I will say, and I'm I'm a piggyback off of Brian Alvarez here. I'm gonna have some more to talk about on people like Cesar Bononi here in a little minute here. Uh, Lance Archer cuts a little promo, says without Sting, there's no Archer. Lance also says without the bat, everybody paid close attention to Sting back in the day. Archer says now people are going to pay attention to him, or the walls are gonna come crashing down around them. People are gonna remember his name, and sooner or later. It'll be showtime. So help me God, if Lance Archer loses to Sting, we're going to have problems, AEW. I love you. Okay. I don't want to have problems with you. We'll take this, this to is, fucking therapy. This is this is my problem and this is why the, this is why them them winning at Revolution was the wrong call because now now Sting can beat anyone. And I know he can't beat anyone, but but now you can stick him in an actual match and then put up a fighting chance against Lance Archer, one of your top guys, are arguably at the moment. And what business does Lance Archer have being in a feud with Sting when you have so many other guys on the roster? I have one here for you. Yeah. Ar- well, no, it's, I'm saying it's going to be Archer, Archer, Darby Allen at the next pay per view. And this is how they're going to slow burn this. Because Darby Don't Allen is probably against Matt Hardy. Yeah, you're right. Well, we'll, we'll get to that. But I think, I think, I think Archer wins the TNT title when it's time. It's about the time where they would change the belts, in my opinion. Um, Britt Baker cuts a pretty great promo. Um, mm. I, I thought it was really good. I don't want to go too far into it. Uh, we find out Christian Cage is going to have his first match um, next week against Frankie Kazarian. I think that's going to be a lot of fun for all of you old TNA heads like me. 
We've been mm-hmm. there. We've done it. I like to see what happens eight years later. Um, <laughs> they also kind of plug uh, Elevation, where Kaz is going to have a match. The Pinnacle, FTR and Sean Spears, uh, <laughs> defeat the Varsity Blondes and Dante Martin. Uh, for those of you who and don't know. nobody's surprised. Yeah, to nobody's surprise. But for those of you who don't know, Dante Martin's brother uh, is is not cleared to compete. They um, do make tough. note of that um, in the in the promo with Christian and Kaz back back backstage. So I like yeah. I like that little I liked that little nod to make sure they're not pushing top top flight out of our minds. Uh, also, really like Spears. Spears got the pin here. Uh, mm-hmm. And then I loved this promo by the Pinnacle afterwards. Uh, I'm at the point now. All I want are Pinnacle promos. Top notch, super best. Mm-hmm. Now, if only they had a Tessa of some kind to defeat the women. I'm not complaining. The, the Pinnacles are fantastic. The Pinnacles are fantastic. <laughs> oh, okay. God, that's going to turn something bad. Team Taz, a little backstage vignette here. Um, and everything's fine in mm. Team Taz. It's mm. all good, quote unquote, for our, our people who aren't watching us but listening on podcast. Uh, things are not fine. Clearly, yeah. Cage does not look happy. I'm I am happy that this is the route that we are going with this. I really love Team Taz, but if we're gonna keep losing and we're kind of in that mindset of like maybe we're a little too far gone at this point having cage kind of be like nah we're not doing this frustration stuff anymore but see and and the great part about that was you know we we already got the hint of that from last week um now you kind of get the hint that ricky starks is also starting to get into the same boat because um because he was like he because he kind of delayed and he was like oh yeah yeah we're good like it, it, it seemed very sarcastic Really feeling me, this so. Brian Cage, Ricky Starks match we're about to have. No. With Brian right, Cage going right. over because he should. All right. Ah, uh, okay. Because he should. <laughs> we're gonna have. Well, that might be for another day. Ricky Starks has a little bit longer in the in the career than Brian Cage does. Mm. Got a couple more bullets mm. in the chamber. You're not uh, wrong. QT Marshall promo up uh, on the stage. <sighs> This pretty much sets up an exhibition match for Cody. I thought this was fine. It was fine, but it's but it's. I feel like it's just a feud for the sake of a feud. See, um, I disagree with you. I think this could be actually one of the more interesting things that happen on AEW. Just because I, I feel like I'm, maybe I'm reading into it too much, but mm-hmm. uh, I mean, think of it like this: between Cody's comic book love. And just looking at professional wrestling and looking at the Bruno San Martino feud he had with Larry Zabisco, a lot of people were talking about how Cody was studying that for months to, mm-hmm. to put into a place. I think this is going to be Nightmare Family Civil War. <laughs> like, take Avengers Civil War, but Nightmare mm-hmm. Family. And instead of America's Ass and Tony Stark, this is going to be QT and... America's nightmare. <laughs> mm, I just, I, I, uh, I, I need a little more. It's, it's, it's not quite there yet for me. QT Marshall is still just a trainer to me, and you know, occasionally 
puts in the work on dark, you know. He's been racking up some wins, man. And, and honestly, no, his know. matches have been pretty good on Elevation and Dark lately. He's definitely, I think, yeah. stepped it up. Yeah, and like I said, I just... Oh, I just he's a real good I just, cast match, too. I just, I just need a little... Oh, yeah, and he put that in his promo for sure. Yeah. Um, I just, I just need a little more before I can buy into this. That's all. That's fair. That's fair. I'm excited. I think this could be a lot of fun. Uh, Lucha Bros and Laredo Kid defeat the Young Bucks and Brandon Cutler. It was a fun match. Um, yeah. Uh, really, though, everyone's going to remember the post-match stuff more, I think. Um, Kenny Omega comes out. He keeps nailing Laredo Kid. Says, he's getting flashbacks. You know? Uh, wh- what happened? It was us. It was us. It was us mm-hmm. three. And whether you guys like Don Callis or not, I get it. But it was us, you know? So he's giving him one more chance. Throw up that two sweet. Throw him up. It's now or never. Young Bucks walk away. Kenny Omega turns around and eats super kicks. And then he gets hit with the uh, double stomp pile driver from the Lucha Bros. And they all leave. Omega's bleeding from the mouth. And the Good Bros come out and help him up. We get kind of like a, he's knocked out. I go. Yeah. Um, it's worth noting Laredo Kid got the pin here. Um, yeah. More, um, more, more Laredo Kid, please. Thank you. I think that might be coming. Uh, so Young Bucks are out. It'll be interesting. Jade Cargill vignette. This is fantastic. I love this. I don't know how you're not on the Jade. I'm. I'm not yet. I, Would you I say need... you're feeling jaded? No, I feel like I feel like she needs more in-ring matches before I can buy into what she's selling, man. Look, you just gotta know that she is that bitch. That so right, so right now, so 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 right now she has what two singles matches and the and the mixed tag, right? And that's it. Uh, maybe a third singles match since then, but I'm not positive. I I I just need more from her in in ring. Before I'm sold is all. Sure. All I'm the saying. Pro, the pro, the promo was fine. It was a fun vignette. It was. Fun. It's not. It's not blowing me out of the water. Yeah, sure. But it's, it's, not, it's not a violent by design, but you know. No, it's but it's, but it's, but it's better than average. How about that? I'll take it. There we uh, go. Eddie Kingston and John Moxley, a little vignette, a little backstage promo work, and I gotta tell you, I'm not gonna go over anything that they said here. Uh, pretty much is looking like it's gonna be good brothers versus them still. Uh, but I was a very, very big fan. Uh, okay, actually, let me re- rephrase this here. God, it's crazy how as soon as John Moxley loses the belt, uh, he's cutting promos that I care about again. It's yeah. crazy. <laughs> it's crazy how we were seeing this during his entire title reign. Yeah, right. Um. All right, here here we go. Now is the time. Tay Conti defeats Nyla Rose. A, I'm actually a fan of this decision, um, which might surprise some viewers uh, because I do think Nyla Rose should be booked strong. At the same time, this is a big win for Tay Conti. I, I mean, yeah. huge, huge win. Um, I am a Tay Conti mark. Just as I am in oh, and Jay Mark. I, I will take the stand okay. line. <laughs> um, Tay Conti has an extensive martial arts background. 
um, go check out her Twitter page. She posts stuff like that all the time. Um, so when she's so when she's throwing the much larger Nyla Rose around the ring, okay, it's 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 believable because you understand what 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 Tay Conti's character is. Okay, so when she's throwing, and I'm talking judo throwing, Nyla Rose around the ring, it's believable. So when she does pick up a win like this, it means more. And right now, and I didn't look at the rankings this week, she's actually the number one ranked woman right now, which means right. she's getting the next shot at Hikaru Shida. Well, supposedly. We'll see. We'll see. She has a tag match with her and Shida versus Nyla Rose and the Bunny because there's a whole lot of a lot of craziness at the end of this. But here is something that I really want. Shenanigans. Uh, shenanigans. Definitely yeah. shenanigans. I didn't want to get pistol whipped. That's uh, no, okay. So I got to say this. And I've been thinking it for a little minute here now. Uh, but I really think this episode of Dynamite kind of proved it. And Brian Alvarez already kind of came up and said it as well. No, wait, not what I was saying. But... Uh, man, Tay Conti and Cesar Bononi showing much more in-ring prowess in their short time in AEW than they did in their entire time in NXT. Um, man, look, I get it. People typically improve the more they do things. Um, but uh, at what point are you looking at the PC and going like, you did nothing with these guys? I, I just, I don't understand how you can. I mean, look, I'm not saying Tay Conti is the number one woman in the world right now. I'm not. I'm not by any means going that far. But your women's division in NXT was hurting there for a minute, and you had her on your roster, and you didn't even put her on TV. I mean, you took her off TV for a hot minute. You had her there, and then she was gone. She did the whole, like, hey, she could be a part of the Undisputed Era. Has her one match. Gone. Like um, To touch on Cesar Bernoni before I forget, he was uh, named Future Star of NXT at the end of 2017. And then they did nothing with them. Nothing. Nothing. And I think and and I think you're right. It may be time just to reevaluate what we're doing at the performance center. Uh, at least say, hey, this isn't working, or what mm-hmm. is working. Uh, yeah, because let's look at let's look at another example, Deanna Peraza. Now, I also will say, I don't think she should have ever been necessarily treated like a rookie in NXT by any mm-hmm. means. I think she was someone who was already putting out great matches on the independence before she got there. She also um, jobbed to Nia Jax on Raw. Let's not forget. <laughs> that, I'm sorry. That's got to be a, a sign of concern for me. Mm-hmm. Um for as much as NXT gets right, and they do, they really, really do. My question is, how many do they get right that are homegrown talents 100%? I'm saying they were signed to the PC to develop their skills, to be trained, and to do it all. Uh, well, they're going to have a couple good opportunities now with this new class. I agree with that, and I think they will. There's a lot of room 
for some incredible things. They have some incredible athletes, you know. Uh, mm-hmm. I want to tell you, Montez Ford, probably. Angelo Dawkins. I mean, he's, they're not in NXT now, but uh, I mean, there's not many people there. You know, Undisputed Era Agreed. all came from Ring of Honor. Yep. Karrion Cross was all over the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, Santos Escobar all over the world. Jordan Devlin made a big name for himself on the independence as well. Um, the tag champs are currently stripped, but look at everyone who's in that match. Yeah. Joaquin Wild uh, made his name elsewhere. Raul Mendoza, maybe. I don't know much about Raul Mendoza outside of his time in the Cruiserweight Classic prior. But if I understand correctly, he would have had to have won a qualifying match, quote-unquote, to make it. Yeah. Um, Pete Dunne, talented around the world. Mm-hmm. You know, I, I, I can't think of any homegrown – Bianca Belair, she's there. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll see how they book her at Mania. Sure. Uh, look, well, this is gonna be something that we're gonna have to do off camera and record later because yep. I'm just we're gonna have to just go through this. Mm-hmm. Um, but maybe maybe we'll do a rank something or other. Oh. Uh, okay. Here here's my thing. I just, I don't I don't understand how we had this talent. And once again, I'm not saying Tay Conti is the best here. No one no one sit here and listen to me say this and. Take this as me saying Tay Conti is the best women's wrestler in the world today. But AEW has turned around and made her a believable challenger for a title right now, which is more than we were seeing there. They have Cesar Bononi doing something. Mm-hmm. You know, maybe we're going to keep calling this WWE rejects on AEW, but. So, so I'm going to keep this brief because I know we're short on time. We still got to get yeah. to something. Um, think about when Christian Cage made the jump initially from WWE to TNA, how they made, how they made him an instant star. So while it may not be what they're doing per se at the performance center, it's how much they really think they can use you and in what capacity and what role. So it may not be specific things, but it might be personnel. Yeah. Yeah. I just and that's just and that's just one example. You had Drew McIntyre, you've had Bobby Lashley. Think about guys that have left the E and come back. Yeah, you know those are just a couple of examples of guys that have literally taken their ball, gone to another place, played ball for a while, took their ball back home, and now they're doing great things. Um, God, yeah, we're we're gonna have to hammer this, I think, later. Because yeah. we can sit here and rant about this, but I do want to talk a little bit about NXT. We have a really good vignette for Scorpio Sky here, um, which I really liked. I appreciate the mm-hmm. fact that he said he started being called underrated. It's not just him. He's now the face of the revolution. I like that we're turning this into kind of a moniker for him. I love it. I'm uh, about it. Darby Allen defeated John Silver here, and what I thought was a pretty fun match. John Silver is a little more beat up from it. He has a big knot on the back of his head, uh, potentially dislocated shoulder. Um, I totally got caught in the work. I'm not going to lie. The second uh, when... he did the Brody taunt before the powerbomb, I was like, it's happening. It's happening. Don't don't let them reverse this. Listen, 
He did that, and you can hear the roar of the crowd, and they were absolutely ready for it. Um, man, okay, and then we have this huge beatdown afterwards. I mean, you got kind of Sting. Okay, all right. Sting has this weird, like, hey, Dark Order, stop it, after uh, Alan Angels pushed Silver out of the way and ate a dive from Darby Allen. So, shenanigans? I don't know. Sting. Sting, shut your fucking mouth. Yeah, you whore. You're using a bat. Yeah, sorry. Old man. Carry on. Um, So that was awkward. But after the match, they kind of do this whole, like, hey, you know, respect. Uh, Alan offers a fist bump. That silver gives back. And then chaos. The Hardy family office. The HFO hit the ring, hit the attack. Brawl. Um, uh, and then to your point earlier, it looks like um, we might be getting uh, Matt Hardy as the next man up for Darby Allen, which has already been confirmed by Dave Meltzer. Boom. Um, which is fine. I think I think Matt Hardy losing in the TNT title match is fine. Which means he'll be ranked number five next week. He might have to pick up a singles win first. It always... It always it's always five. Like though it's <laughs> always you. They always come in at five. They never come in at four higher. Yeah, and it's, and it's always, yeah. And you know what? As much crap as I gave the rate, the rankings when they first came out, um, and even into the new year, like like if if this is your loophole, fine, so be it. Um. So. Um. Also, Pat and I talked about this. Man, Darby Allen you could make so interesting just please stop booking him like he's roman reigns oh yeah like that yeah. that is the only thing really against this guy uh, i'll be real with you his in-ring work is fine he does well uh, he's not he doesn't slip up i get it he does some risky things that a lot of us kind of go like don't do that you're gonna kill yourself you know yeah. but like you, you don't you don't need to be pushed down our throats like this that's all that's all that's yeah. all. Agreed. He, he could be cool. He could be, you know, chill. I get mm-hmm. it. I'm also speaking to a lot of people who love Darby Allen, and I, I get it. I do. He's real fun to watch in ring. He is. Uh, but get him away from this Roman Reigns kind of vibe. Mm-hmm. Um, all right, let's go NXT now. Um, so let's talk here. Let's talk here. Let me talk to you. I'm sorry, Drew. Bronson Reed beats L.A. Knight in L.A. Knight's debut? I love Bronson Reed. But what are we doing here? Uh, yeah, I was, um, I was very confused by this. And I remember putting it in the group and you guys saying, and it was you said, um, what? Yeah. Um, this is his first televised loss. Um, he beat um, August Gray in an NXT tape taping. Um, but so his first NXT TV loss. Um, you can't do this. This yeah. is um, this is bad booking you don't sign arguably one of the hotter free agents in all of professional wrestling and 
arguably though, Bronson Reed has a huge future. I think I think he could be a key piece to NXT moving down the line. But with that being said, LA Knight, Eli Drake, whatever you want to call him, he is already an established guy. You can't sign him, bring him in, make a huge spectacle, and then have and then have him lose. Agreed. Agreed. You you lose all credibility with that. Eh, I got it. Because wait, which way are we going? Because that's BS. You know who would never lose on his debut? Who would that Eli be? Eli Drake. Let me talk to yeah. you. Let me that let me talk idea, to you. Whoever came up with it, dummy. Yeah. There you go, Drew. There's all of your all of your uh, Eli Drake little bits there. We get we're gonna have a 12 man battle royale that's gonna have the final six be an eliminator gauntlet. Winner's gonna face Gargano on night two. Walter murders Drake Maverick. Uh, Champo comes out. He's wearing uh, Timothy Thatcher's T-shirt. Champa dies to Walter. Um, and Walter says he'll see him at TakeOver. I hope he caves his chest in. And that's not me being a cynical dickhead. That's me saying that I'm tired of Walter being overlooked just because he's at NXT UK. Okay. He is one of the better NXT talents. He is arguably the top NXT talent. He is a top guy. Okay. Um, I love the fact that he murdered Drake Maverick. Okay. And there is no reason for Tommaso Ciampa to win. There's no reason. We'll talk about this at the prediction show. God damn it. No, move on. Look, look, it's it's still NXT. Boy, those three letters that come before it. WWE. <laughs> so, uh, Jordan Devlin beats Kushida, much to my just sadness. Escobar and Devlin are facing off the staring each other down, raising their titles, title to title. A little bit of sexy boy hits. Shawn Michaels comes out. Doesn't say a word. Just throws a ladder in between them. I thought that was great. Great use of Shawn Michaels. Uh, I don't think you needed his music to hit. That, that seemed a little bit uh, extra, but I love the spot. I mean, um, it is Shawn if Michaels. We, if we're getting that at TakeOver, I'll be super content. He's just a sexy boy. Sexy boy. All right. Last little segment of the night, Kyle O'Reilly and Adam Cole agree to an unsanctioned match. Okay. Maybe it, maybe they're going to turn the lights out and then back on. If they do, it's a blatant ripoff because maybe. they've done unsanctioned matches in NXT before. They've never done that. So if they do that, it's it's a blatant ripoff. Maybe. They'll put some sparklers on the ring corners. Uh, um, there was a nod on impact to that too. Yeah, I thought okay. that was oh, Tom. I as yeah, much as I hate Tommy, Tommy Dreamer. Dreamer, you know that was that was just a funny spot. And then afterwards, he was like, "Ah, it was a, it was a joke." Because it's fine. We're just ribbing everybody. Uh, 
Yeah. Uh, but this this promo that we get from Adam Cole. Baby. And I want to specify here, Adam Cole, baby. Uh, you know, look, this wasn't. A, I thought this was about brotherhood, but it wasn't. All right, this is about being the best, about taking over the world. Uh, but the second that O'Reilly lost twice for the title and then decided he's got to be friends with the guy who just beat his ass, you know, nah, this wasn't what we signed up for. This wasn't mm-hmm. it. Um, and O'Reilly, after, after Cole signs, O'Reilly gets back to him like, look, I don't think you realize, but we're kind of bad people for the things that we did. And for once, I just, I, I just want to be able to sleep well at night. I want to sleep knowing I'm doing the right thing. And look, I'm going to say this. I'm, I might get some disagreements with me. This promo, the words were fine. Words were actually good. Kyle O'Reilly, not a promo guy. And that's no. why this is not good. Um, he sounded, and this is for lack of a better term, he sounded like an absolute vagina towards the end. I didn't like it at all. He didn't sound anything like he did during their feud in Ring of Honor. Um, uh, Drew actually pointed it out earlier, and I pull, and I pulled the video over for him from the Ring of Honor YouTube page. Um, their match from Final Battle 2016 is on there. I'll actually put it in the comments um, so you can check it out. Um, but... There it is. Um, I, I I don't know what his character is. I don't know who he's trying to be. Okay, Adam, trying to be good Adam, guy, Kyle O'Reilly. Yeah, he's trying. Friendly neighborhood he's, KOR. Uh, he's Spider Man without the powers. I I and just don't weird, get it. Kind of like I don't know, Bohawk sort of. <laughs> Yeah, I understand he's the good guy in this feud because Adam Cole is killing this whole thing right right now. But I don't I don't know who Kyle O'Reilly is trying to be. I, uh, he's a shell of his former self. Well, I think that's kind of I, I will say I think that's kind of part of it. Uh, I I don't think he's supposed to have that killer instinct. You know, he's supposed to be like the blood on my hands. I see it. It's a problem. I'm, I'm, I want to be better. I want to do better. Whereas Adam yeah. Cole is like the blood on these hands. I'm going to add more. Because yeah. um, that's what it means to be at the top. And yeah. okay. Someone who is way too competitive for his own good. I love and I respect it. And I want Adam Cole to win, even though I don't think he's going to. Adam Cole needs to win. Well, Adam Cole punched William Regal off air also. Good. Uh huh. Hey, hey, hey. Heal it up. That's all. That's all I'm saying. You leave Bill out of this. Stephen did nothing. I hope that there's some way we can get um, William Regal's son over here so that Adam Cole can give him a Panama sunrise before the match. Look, are you just saying he just wants to give him one last shot? Oh yeah. Um. I mean, there are more things that happened on NXT, I gotta be honest with you, but I really thought these were the highlights. Um, in the, wor- in the words in of, lives. in the words of Austin Powers, it was a flock of seagulls, and that was it. It was very boring. 
Great reference. Very uneventful. You had two women's tag matches. One was a little better than the other one, but the bar wasn't set high. I mean, you had the squash match. You had the, you know, Della Kushida match that was only used as a platform to build a ladder match. But outside of that, flock of seagulls. Uh, Lurking Cross wasn't bad. They had a match and then a stare down. But oh, it's yeah, also your right. title. And it wasn't like... Is it bad that we care more about Kyle O'Reilly versus Adam Cole than we do Karrion Cross versus Finn Balor? I feel like that might be an issue. Well, that just goes to show you where they are as a brand right now. They don't know who the top guy is. <laughs> they don't because they because it's become stagnant, I think. And and this is why Karrion Cross needs to win. And this is and and this is another insert foot here, but Walter needs to win. Tommaso Champa needs to be off of our TV. I'm afraid I've got some bad news. I hate you. This is this is Cross's swan song in NXT. He's losing and then going to the main roster after Mania. Nah, he needs a good NXT run. Nope, it's over. I I Fall agree. And pray for him not to job out on Raw weekly and then main event. That's my that's my problem. You 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 can barely get Keith Lee cleared enough to come back, and you can't put Alistair Black on TV, and you just release Andrade, but yet you know bring Karen Cross up to job. You know that's kind of where we're at. I mean, maybe he won't job immediately. <laughs> He might have a, a month or two on top. Maybe he'll even get an IC title run. But mm. all things come to an end. This is depressing. And just like that, all mm. things must come to an end. Con, hit him with the plug. Nah, well, you <laughs> could go to the YouTube. Now, you're going to go to the YouTube page because that's where you're going to find our Ring of Honor 19th anniversary show prediction Do it, show. Brother. <laughs> and that's going to be up right after the show because that's when we're that's when we're recording it. It will be um, up the next. Don't say right after. I don't know how yeah. long it's going to take to upload to YouTube. They love me and hate hours. me some days. <laughs> yeah. Um, go there. Watch all of our original content. We got fresh stuff coming up. We got a busy Mania weekend, so be patient yeah, with know. us with our original content. Got to get our ducks in a row before we just start posting things willy nilly. Um, love guys, when season ducks in a row. Hey, I just used it because you you did. Um, quack, quack, baby. But you know what? If you like what we're doing, you want to see more of us, you want to see great content like this, and you want to see everything that PWO can bring to your life, go to the link below. It's kofi.com slash PWO123. It's as easy as 123. And for just the price of one cup of coffee every day, you can support the two-man power trip, and all things PWO related. And with that, guys, it's now or never. We got to close the show. So we hope you have a great weekend. Hopefully you'll check us out on the prediction show. You can tell us what you guys think there as well. Hit us in the comment section. Let us know what you guys thought of this week's shows. And, uh, you know, just maybe, and hopefully, we'll see you on Monday. So with that, I must bid you adieu. Goodbye. Good night. Bang. When Karen Cross goes to the main roster, he'll be called Cross, and that's it.